What a sweet, sweet presence of the Lord in this place. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Oh, I praise Him, and I thank Him for being here this morning with us. If He's not here, there's no point in showing up. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for your hearts um, towards God doing what He needs to do. And He hears our prayers. He knows what we need when we need it. And I, I just thank Him for that. I thank Him for what He's doing in this place. And this morning we're going to continue on in the, in the Holy Spirit uh, series that we started last week. And last week we talked about sanctification and how... Uh, when we become saved, that uh, the Holy Spirit now resides inside of us, and, he's, and He does His work in us that starts changing us, transforming us, uh, changing our hearts to be more like Christ every day. And we're going to continue uh, this week in the Holy Spirit. And don't ignore His warning signs. Don't ignore His warning signs. And we're going to start off in John chapter 16, verse 13. If you want to go there, it'll be on the screen as well. John 16, verse 13, as we talk about the Holy Spirit and don't ignore his warning signs. Got some more praise reports this week of God doing things. Got one this morning in the hallway right before Sunday school. Um, it's just, it's great to hear what God's doing. I encourage you to share that with people. Let them know that he's, he's doing, he's working. He's the same God that he's always been. And... We're seeing him move in, in mighty ways and great ways, and it's, it's awesome to see. John 16, verse 13, it says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit, when he comes, will guide us into all truth. How is he going to guide us into all truth if we know that the Word of God is what? Truth. The Word of God is truth. John 17, 17, make them holy or sanctified, like we talked about last week, by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. So we already have the truth. Do we need the Holy Spirit to guide us in the truth if we already have the truth? Yes, we do. Um, and to kind of answer that, let me give you guys a history question here. Do you know what was used before we had GPS? It's a pretty easy question. For the teenagers, it is not. Atlas and maps. You remember those days? I do, as a kid. Uh, what that looked like was, you, you know, dad was driving, mom in the passenger seat or whoever in the back seat had this big map opened up. And I think you're supposed to go, as soon as we get down to here, it's about three inches down here, uh, you need to make a left on the 60, you know, it was a lot different uh, driving without the GPS. And, you know, I remember hearing my mom and dad talk about it and use it. My dad would lay that atlas out before we went on a trip and try to map out the way he was going to go to save my mom some headaches, I'm sure, uh, before we went. But it was a lot different uh, using an atlas and using maps than what it is when you just punch this into your phone now. Take me where I need to go. That's usually pretty reliable. <laughs> um, but we use the GPS now. 
And we, we don't have to look at those big maps anymore and figure out where we're going. This same principle can be applied to the Word of God. We have the Word of God. The Word of God is truth. But now because of Jesus, He sent us the Holy Spirit, another helper, an advocate for us to understand this truth and walk in this truth every day. John 14, 16, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate or helper who will never leave you. So we already have this one helper in the Word of God, and now we have another helper, the Holy Spirit, to guide us in the truth. He can lead us in the Word of God. He can direct us. He can tell us which way to go, just like our GPS. You know, I saw a a pastor word this as God's, what's the word? GPS. (laughs) God's positional system. You know, um, His Holy Spirit guiding us in our life directs us, tells us which way. You know, in our GPS, when, when you're using those things, have you ever heard the word recalculating? I have. <laughs> um, you miss a turn, recalculating, recalculating. Um, but we have the Holy Spirit to help us when things come up in our lives and we're not sure what we're supposed to do. The Holy Spirit living inside of us and the Word of God found in the Bible directs us in what we are supposed to be doing. Uh, what, ch- what changes we're supposed to be making, what's coming up ahead of us, you know, GPS, they're actually really smart. You know, a lot of times they want me to, like Thursday, I was on a trip to St. Louis, and they wanted me to take a different route back than when I came. What in the world? What I didn't know was there's a big traffic jam up the road in about three or four miles that was going to slow my time down, so it was trying to reroute me around that. I didn't listen to it. I got in the traffic jam. <laughs> but I think that's the same way with the Holy Spirit. He sees, God sees things coming up in our life and is trying to direct us where we need to go to try to avoid some things that we don't want to have to go through. It's whether we're uh, listening to these warning signs and we're seeing them or are we ignoring them and doing our own thing. And I think the Holy Spirit wants to direct our lives. I know he does. He wants to be there for us, leading us, give us these warning signs of what's coming up in life. We're all on a path. Where's that path hopefully going to lead us? Heaven. Okay? We all have different lives. We all have different plans for our lives that God's put us on. And we don't all, um, I guess, have the same calling or have the same direction that we're going. But ultimately, we want to end up in heaven. And the Holy Spirit, no matter what your path looks like to get there, what my path looks like to get there, um, God's plan for my life is different than his plan for your life. But we're all going to the same place. And we have the Holy Spirit to help us get there. Matthew 7, 13 says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Along this road of life, again, we're given the Holy Spirit to guide us, and with him he gives us warnings along the way when things aren't right or when we start to head the wrong direction. I've had this happen a lot in my life, that the Holy Spirit will check me And I've had moments where I turned and went the right direction. I've had moments in my life where I chose to ignore those gut checks and those checks by the Holy Spirit and do my own thing, and it doesn't end well. It does not end well when we try to do our own thing and ignore what the Holy Spirit wants to do, not only in our personal lives but in our church as well. Um, I don't want to ever quench the Spirit. If God wants to do something, the Holy Spirit wants to do something, I'm not going to get in the way of it. I'm going to do my best to follow what he wants us to do. Amen? Amen. All right. In our world today, there are warnings for everything. How many of you guys in here this morning have run out of gas before? Oh, my goodness. 
Why? If you have a vehicle that's probably 20 years old or newer, it warns you you're about to run out of gas. So why do we do that? Because we ignore it and we think we can push it a little farther and make it a little farther when we've been warned that you're about to run out of gas. Um, how many of you have got a ticket for speeding in a construction zone when they clearly have it labeled as the construction zone and you should reduce your speed? <laughs> Oops. Uh, guilty. But there was warning signs. I should have listened to the warnings. Okay. How many of you got paddled in school? Kids are like, what is that? <laughs> guilty. Tommy's got two hands up over there. And all the teens are like, what? You guys got paddled? Yeah. Yeah. And we turned out pretty well. So uh, I remember getting paddled in school. It was embarrassing. There was like 18 of us right in a row. It was one of these. <laughs> but we were warned. <laughs> we were warned. That's probably what's wrong with a lot of the school systems today. We were warned to do something, and we chose to go against that as a group of eighth grade boys. And there was consequences for that. We got paddled. And you know what? The, right, that was the last year that they had paddling. It was 1990, 91, I think, was the last year they had paddling in schools. Shame. That's a shame. <laughs> Started a little rally for bringing it back. Um, but anyway, I had a warning, and I, I didn't listen to the warning, so I had consequences for my actions. Everybody understand that, right? Even though God loves us, and His grace and His mercy flow, there are consequences for things we do. But I'm so sorry, Lord, but there are consequences for your actions. So... Uh, every day we get warnings, caution lights, warnings on our phones, take cover in a storm, evacuate immediately, beep in vehicle when it's backing up, or the church van, it does that too. Um, we have so many things that warn us. We know there's risk when we choose to ignore warnings, but what about the warnings that exist in our spiritual lives? That's even more important than our physical lives. Our spiritual lives, um, they're eternal. And we should be paying attention to the spiritual warning signs that the Holy Spirit throws up in, inside of us. We should pay attention to those things because God's trying to speak to us. He's trying to let us know things. How long do we keep ignoring the warning signs and live our, our, our lives our own ways and desires, our own desires, as if there's no consequences for what we're doing? How many of you have ignored the Holy Spirit prompting in your life and it didn't end well? There should be a whole lot of hands come up. He wants to direct us. And here's a warning to get us going this morning. When you desire the things that God says are off limits, you are headed down a road of trouble. Adam and Eve, Samson, just a couple ones that come to mind. When you ignore the warnings of things that God says are off limits, you're headed down a road of trouble. You are going to struggle as you head down that road. Um, most people who are dealing with strong, strongholds of sin in their life cannot say they didn't know they shouldn't have gotten mixed up in whatever they got mixed up in. You know, if, if someone ends up having an affair in their marriage and their life gets in shambles, they cannot pretend that they didn't know what led to that happening. 
Uh, if I choose, if, you know, whatever, this, whatever the sin is, whatever the things that God, you know, will go against God, I can't act like when I get there that I don't understand how that happened. Because I make my choices, and all sin starts with a desire, first a thought, then a desire, and then you act on that desire, and then it just snowballs after that. So we know we can't act surprised when things happen the way they happen. You know, I think the Holy Spirit gives us red flags about things, and the more we ignore those and the more we keep going past those things, the deeper we're going to get in trouble. Until one day we wake up, and we want to say, how did I get here? But you know exactly how you got there. Again, you can't get down the road that God has for you if you ignore the warning signs that the Holy Spirit living inside of you brings to your attention. When we sin and forfeit the life that God has for us, here's the thing with that. You know, I can, I can choose to sin and I can forfeit what God has for me in my life, but a lot of times what you don't understand and what I don't understand is if I've made mistakes over my life, it doesn't just affect me. It affects people around me as well. Now, if I was supposed to be, I am supposed to be a husband that's faithful to my wife and take care of my kids and, and all of that, and, and I choose to, to go against that, to ruin my marriage, to throw it away, to do opposite of what God would have me do, there's consequences not only for me, but that's going to affect my entire family. And I know this is tough, but you have to understand it's not just about you when you make mistakes and you ignore the Holy Spirit. There's so many people that are affected around you. As a youth pastor here the last four years, if I would have done something to mess up or, or, you know, just done anything to go against what God had placed in me to be the youth pastor at Orchardville Church, it would have hurt me and it would have hurt all the kids in the youth group. It would have hurt all the volunteers in the youth group. It would have hurt the church because of my selfishness and my desire to ignore Holy Spirit warning signs. We all can say that, and we all have to deal with that. It's not just about you. It affects other people around you. Maybe you're here this morning. You've been mixed up in some stuff. I don't know everybody's stuff. Some of you tell me your stuff. Some of you don't, but I don't know everybody's in here. But whatever you deal with, whatever you struggle with, whatever the stuff is that's going on, you decided to walk in to the enemy's camp and be deceived and tricked that those things would satisfy you instead of listening to the Holy Spirit and the warnings he gives you. That's facts. I've been guilty of it. You've been guilty of it. We walk in and think, this is, this is going to be better for me. I'm going to fulfill these desires, but we're still longing for something more. No matter what we dabble in and no matter what we experiment with in the enemy's camp. The thing about this is, when we go down these roads that God doesn't want us to go down, that he says are off limits, and we ignore it, and we go anyway... You don't ever want to get to a place where you don't hear God's voice, His Holy Spirit speaking to you anymore. You've become numb to that voice, and that is so, so dangerous. 
when you don't even feel the promptings of the Holy Spirit anymore with the things you're dealing with and messing with, that's a bad, bad place to be. I remember um, having a student in our other church that we were at call me up one night, wanted to meet me across the street at the airport after church, and the first thing he said to me, he come, he come running out of his car, collapsed crying, was, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know how I got here. And the, and the one good thing that he did, I'm in no way Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit, but he came running to a source of strength that he knew. He wasn't sure how he got where he got, but he came running back. And every time we find ourselves on this road where we know we shouldn't be on, the first thing we should do is listen to the Holy Spirit. Here's a warning. I'm letting you know this is not what I have for you. The first thing we should do when that happens We come running back to the man that saved us, to the man that forgave us. We come running back to the cross, and we know there's forgiveness there. But we cannot ignore the Holy Spirit when he warns us of things. It happens in, in even small things in life. It happens when, like last week, he's, he spoke about broken hearts. There's so many moments where the Holy Spirit warns us or puts things in our spirit that we need to listen. We need to listen and not ignore that. One of the things that's great about uh, coming to Orchardville Church every week and being plugged in with other believers is they can hold you accountable. Now, you can sneak in and sneak out every week and not get plugged in and not want to be held accountable, but the more you plug into your church and you get involved with people, grow groups, the more accountable you're going to be to those people. Not just accountable, but the more you're going to be encouraged. And not only encouraged, the more prayer you're going to have over your life. If I've got a, if I've got a grow group or I've got a small group or I've got some people that I trust in the church that I have poured into me, I poured into them, that's huge when something comes up in my life. I, I may try to ignore what the Holy Spirit's trying to say to me, but he gives me godly counsel and people around me that he pours into them to pour into me. And, and accountability is huge. I mean, I, I, I encourage you guys to get, to get plugged in with people, to have relationships in the church. Uh, you have to put a little effort into that. Some people say, oh, your church isn't very friendly. You know, I've not heard this, but people give this excuse. It's not very friendly. I just, I just can't talk to anybody. Nobody talks to me. Well, maybe if you'd open your mouth too and move around and, and talk, you'll, you'll develop some relationships. Uh, are we guilty of sometimes of not being friendly? I guess, you know, everybody probably is. But make some effort. Make some effort to get to know people. That's not mean, is it? <laughs> I hope not. I'm not trying to be mean. But the council of godly people, that's, that's a good thing about being plugged in at your church. And I think that's a warning sign, too, that 
if you ignore the God, you know, first of all, you ignore the Holy Spirit, but if you also ignore the godly counsel of your friends and, and your church family around you, that, that's a warning sign. You got some problems. Um, you get this attitude of, I'm going to do whatever I want, whenever I want. I don't care what anybody says. I've been there. Not a good place to be. As we follow God's ways, his rules are not meant to be broken. It's pretty simple. Um, I'm so thankful that God can still use us even when we make stupid choices. But we still have to face the consequences of those choices. We still have to deal with those things. God still used Samson even though he made some bad choices, but there were consequences for his actions. How many of you would say this morning, I haven't always been open to godly counsel? (laughs) Sometimes I just don't want to hear it. Hear it. It's coming from people that care about you. As tough as that is to hear sometimes, they love you. And they're saying, I remember my parents all the time when I was growing up, when they get ready to beat my butt in a good way, that I'm doing this because I love you. And you know what my answer in my head was? Whatever, you hate me. You're spanking me and it hurts. But now as a parent, I understand that. That discipline, godly counsel, all those things are done in love. Uh, If you're, well, that's another lesson. If you're disciplining and it's not in love, then you're abusing. So don't do that. Okay? We don't want to shut the voice of truth out because we want to do what we want to do even when the Holy Spirit's screaming in your ear. And we don't want to put ourselves in situations that are going to compromise our integrity, that are going to compromise all of the work that God's put into us and, and we've invested in Him. You know, if I'm, a, if I'm an alcoholic, I don't want to surround myself with people that drink all the time. If, I'm, uh, if I dealt with uh, drug abuse, I don't want to surround myself or be in an environment where that's going to be a temptation for me again. Now, I believe you can get strong enough to witness to those people and be around them and, and share God's love with them, but there's a difference um, in always being around it or just trying to be a light at times for, their, for them in their lives. So if, if there's things I struggle with, you know, if you're, if you're someone in here and you struggle with pornography, obviously you want to take away any chance and any avenue you have to stay away from that. Don't put yourself in the situations. So, when we, when we get in these patterns where we start to desire things that are opposite of God and we've got these warning signs from the Holy Spirit... When you start acting on these desires, these things that you shouldn't be doing, you are creating a pattern for your future. You are. You're creating a pattern for your future. Um, You're going to be led by your desires instead of being led by the Holy Spirit and the will of God. And again, when you feed these unholy desires, you are never going to be satisfied. I mean, and you can tell somebody that over and over, this is not the answer, and they still want to do it and try to figure it out for themselves. That's part of taking that godly counsel. Sin, when it creates these patterns, those are called strongholds in your life. Strongholds. And they grab a hold of you so strong, so tight, and don't want to let you go. 
because of that pattern you set up by ignoring the warning signs of the Holy Spirit. When we start lying to people and deceiving people because of the sin in our lives, that's another warning sign. If you find it easy to lie to people about things that you are doing, and you're ignoring those warning signs by just lying, what happens when you say one lie? Then you have to tell another one. Then you have to do another one. And it's all just this big cover-up because you started out by ignoring the Holy Spirit's warning signs in your life. Understand something else this morning, too, that you're never going to get away with sin. You're never going to get away with it. Hopefully nobody in here is saying, I already have been, Rick. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And you're going to give an account. I'm going to give an account of my life, of everything I thought I kept hidden from everyone. He knows. Numbers 32, 23, but if you fail to keep your word, then you will have sinned against the Lord and you may be sure that your sin will find you out. Our praise team would come. The Holy Spirit inside of us gives us warning signs. Gives us warning signs. I've had this happen in my life, and I'm thankful for it. You know, the Holy Spirit in your life is not someone you want to run, run away from. You don't want to ignore him. He's been there for me when I, when I start down a path that I shouldn't go on, saying, don't go that way. And it checks my spirit that I'm not supposed to be doing that. When I get ready to do something, the Holy Spirit says, don't do that. Or when I get ready to say something, maybe out of anger, that has been an issue in my past before with anger. When I get ready to say something, don't say that, Rick. When I get ready to type something out to somebody on Facebook because I want to share my, a piece of my mind, don't type that, Rick. Is it okay if I type it and don't hit send? Because I really just need to get it out. I've done that. Is that okay? You think that's okay? But he's always there to remind you, this is not what I have for you, or this is what I have for you. And I'm so thankful for that, that he gives us the warning signs to keep us from getting into trouble, that he gives us the warning signs to not go down that path, not go down this path, walk the path that I have. I know, I know it's a narrow path, but it's the one that leads to me. Keep making the right decisions. And please, please, please don't ignore the warning signs I'm sending through my Holy Spirit to you. If you guys will stand this morning. I'm going to tell you guys this morning, if you've been ignoring the warning signs of the Holy Spirit, it's not too late to turn around. You're here. You're in this building. 
The Holy Spirit is in this building. God's in this building. There's a church family in this building that loves you. So whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're dealing with, if you know in my heart, inside your heart, I've ignored the Holy Spirit. I've ignored him and I've chose some things that I know he isn't proud of. There's forgiveness. There's grace. There's mercy for you this morning. But he doesn't want you to keep choosing that. So as we open the altars this morning, if you feel in your heart and your spirit that you've been ignoring the warning signs that God's been giving you, I want you to come. I want you to get things right with him. I want you to listen to that voice of the Holy Spirit inside of you saying, come, let's fix this. Let's get back on the path that I had meant for you. If you bow your heads as I pray. Father, right now, I just thank you. I thank you for what you've done in this place already. I thank you for what you're going to do in just a couple minutes. God, we've seen your spirit poured out in this place week after week. We've seen healings. We've seen miracles. We've seen you arrange things that people say couldn't be arranged, and you put them into order. And God, we've seen those things happening. So, fathers, we give this altar call for those, Lord, that that may have made some choices where they ignored your warning signs. God, I want them to know that as I said these things this morning, I say these in love, that you love, that you forgive, that you extend that hand of grace and mercy to people. And Lord, that we don't have to live in shame and regret that we can walk forward. We can turn around in the opposite direction and get back on the path that you've called us to. So God, if there's hearts here this morning that need to repent, that need to get back on this right path with you, God, I pray that you convict them of that and you show them love as they come to this altar. And Lord, I pray that they're encouraged by the people around them as they pray with them. And God, I pray right now for anybody that's coming up for healing in their body, that you continue to show yourself all-powerful. And God, it's nothing that we're doing. It's allowing your spirit to move through us and in us. So God, do what you want to do in these altars. Have your way in this place. Turn hearts towards you. And let your love flow down this morning and flow through people. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to open the altars up. Spirit.